What's up, everyone? Welcome to another Brew Jackets episode brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. And as usual, my wonderful co-host over here is Kevin. Matt may be joining us here a little bit later. Um, and as always, my name is Lance. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at Hefty Duck, as my little title here says for any of the audio listeners out there. Um, but anyway... Uh, before we just jump right into everything, because it's been a busy week for the Blue Jackets, uh, how you been, Kev? Doing all right? Yeah, I've been doing, I've been doing pretty good. Um, been doing some cool stuff on the uh, Blue Jackets uh, Instagram page. You should go check that out, people. Just go do it. Hell yeah. Um, What's the handle there? The Blue Jackets. Nice. Nice. I wanted I wanted Blue Jackets, but someone took it. Oh so, yeah, right. It was by Matt. Yeah. He was getting all the accounts together. I, the, I wanted Brew Jackets and someone <laughs> took it, so now it's just the Brew Jackets. Yeah. Right. But uh, I'm doing pretty good. Just saw some family, some friends, my, my brother's dog, Cooper. And uh, as always, good to do a podcast with Hefty Duck, the greatest duck of all time. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, I had a very nice day today. I, oddly enough, okay, listen to what I did for, for, for lunch yeah. or dinner. I grilled meatballs, hmm. grilled them, and then I made them on spaghetti, and it was really good. I definitely, mm-hmm. it's a different, it's a very different flavor from normal. Anyway, I just had to tell people about yeah. that because it was very good. Definitely yeah. grill a meatball sometime. You just pissed off the Italians. They're going to hate you. And the that. Swedish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I pissed off everybody. <laughs> and, and American barbecuers. Yeah, yeah. dude. I, that was my goal. I just wanted to offend as many countries as possible. Yeah, you know that's More that's meal. that's okay though, because you know what, people rip on me for the stuff that I eat, and I don't give two shits about it. Yeah. Because, you know. Oh man, I got some good pictures. I'll have to post it later. Yes. Um, so, do you have a preference? What do you want to talk about? I want to jump right into it. Right. Yeah. What uh, do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about Babcock? Uh, Babcock or Provorov? Well, I'll say I'm going to say Babcock before right, we get into it. I like that one too. Um, but before I get into that, I tease this on the, both the Twitter and the Instagram page today, go follow Boo Jackets, uh, <laughs> which is, I have a story involving Patrick Line to share. All so right. October, 2021, I'm down in Columbus for two Blue Jackets games. It was the first two games of the season that year. And it was on the set. I was for the second game. It was on a Saturday and I was with my family. And we parked our car in one of the parking garages in downtown Columbus. And it's right by one of our favorite restaurants, the Sunny Street Cafe. Nice. Real, you know, real good place. And we park our car and my mom and dad, they walk faster than me. <laughs> uh, they're already outside the built outside of the building waiting for me. I you know, I'm kind of slow. I take my time. And I opened the door and I'm not really paying attention, but what I remember seeing like this, like really tall dude, like, Oh, this dude's really big. And then he says, thanks. And I didn't think of much of it at the time. I leave, I look, you know, I'm outside the building. I close the door and then I look back. It was Patrick Line. <laughs> there he goes up into the elevator. And I'm like, damn it. Like I just ran into Patrick Line and I wasn't paying Dude. attention. Like I didn't know it. And if I yeah. knew it was Patrick Line, I would have said something like hi or something. Yeah, I just passed by without even knowing it. You know, in some ways though, maybe he also appreciated just being able to 
just be a normal kind of guy walking through a garage, right? Or you yeah. didn't even know. But I get it, dude. I would have fangirled out so hard. Like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I like, prying the door open, like, no, let me in. Like, uh, it, and <laughs> and here's another thing. That same restaurant, Sunny Street Cafe, um, it was uh, actually two times. It was last October when we were there for the home opener. And we were there eating at Sunny Street Cafe. And one of the waiters told us, oh, yeah, I, I wait. I, uh, I wait Boone Jenner a lot. Nice. Like, oh, and, you know, he tells us, like, what Boone Jenner likes to order and stuff like that. Um, you real and meat and potatoes kind of guy? It was, it was like, from what I, I, I could be totally remembering this wrong, but it was, like, eggs, potatoes, and, like, some, like, vegetables and shit. Um, decent enough. De- yeah, decent and then, and then a couple years before that, it was just my dad and I when we went there again, Sunday Street Cafe for lunch. And one of the waiters was like, "Oh, you just missed it. Seth Jones and like William Carlson were here." Like, oh, damn. Well, so I mean, not to advertise for him, but um, you know, we don't know the owners or anything. No. But if apparently, if you maybe want to possibly bump into somebody, probably not on game days, maybe like early in the morning, yeah. but like um, you know, go over to uh, Sunnyside Cafe, right? Sunny Street, <laughs> Sunny Street Cafe. Oh, Sunny! I was thinking Sunnyside Up Eggs, right? Well, it's it's Sunny Street Cafe. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. We again. That's like, cool. So Another people, great establishment in Columbus. Yeah. Okay. So people are not on our ass about it. No, they're not our sponsor. No, they know nothing <laughs> about us. Okay. So settle down with that shit. I Don't was, come yeah. at us. Don't come at us with us. No it's affiliations. No affiliation. Anyways. Now on to Mike Babcock. On <laughs> Mike Babcock. So there has been in the news on Twitter, tons of people supposedly confirming from multiple sources, Sportsnet did it, other journalists did it, confirming that Mike Babcock, I keep calling, I think cop, I think. Anyway, that he is going to be the Blue Jackets' new head coach. A couple things about this really quick for me. It's not been confirmed by Yarmo Kekalainen. Right. In fact, when he was directly texted and asked about it, he said he's not confirming anything. He's saying no, he's yeah. We haven't decided. The rumor mill is that they're waiting till Babcock's contract is up in Toronto for some reason, um, which he last coached for them in the 2019-2020 season. Only 23 games of that season, though. Um, so, uh, yeah, what's up? What, what do you think, Kev? Okay, so first, the whole contract thing, depending on who you believe, but there's, this is probably true, most likely, maybe not. Maybe it is, but it's most likely true. Is the Blue Jackets been reported that the Blue Jackets tried to buy out the contract of Mike Babcock so they could get him here quicker? <laughs> and the Maple Leafs shot it down and said no. So, in the event that this Mike Babcock news is true, that's the reason why they can't get him here sooner, is that the Maple Leafs shut down the blue jackets trying to buy out that sounds petty to me like there's there a good reason for that other than just like making you wait an extra month because what's what's the difference between today and one month from now the only difference is that he's not able to like dig his heels in the columbus dirt as easily if if this is who they're going to go through there are some possible candidates left out there 
another thing that I've another thing that I've heard again, I don't know if this is true or not, but another thing I've heard, which probably lends credence to the idea of Toronto shooting down the idea of the Blue Jackets buying out the contract, which is the contract that Mike Babcock currently has with the Toronto Maple Leafs has a no compete clause, mm. which which would which would prevent him from having any sort of job with anybody else until that contract goes away. Yeah. So there's, there's so there's that. So it's like, well, the Blue Jackets. So if this is true, the Blue Jackets at least they tried. They tried to get him here sooner, but they tried. Um, another thing is, again, if this is true, my suspicion is, I, I don't know this, but this is my guess, that my suspicion is, is that Yarmo's got to be pretty fucking pissed about this because this, it's been like this way for years for the Blue Jackets. Nothing really comes out. No leaks, nothing. You find yeah. the Blue Jackets make a move, you will find out when they make that move on that day. And your theory behind that is that Toronto leaked it. That's another thing I've seen is that a lot of people have said that you wonder if the Maple Leafs did that to kind of kind of screw with the Blue Jackets. I 100% believe that. I mean, and, and the reason being, well, one, what what do they give two shits? Like the, like the NHL teams and, and coaches and everything, they've seen our young guys and they're looking at our future and they're like anything that they can maybe throw a wrench in. And besides that, it's an Ohio team. Fuck them. No one cares. No one cares about Columbus, whatever your Chilios. Fuck you. Bitch. Yeah. You know, just anyway. You know, so, so yeah, so there's, you know, there's that, um, that, so jet, you know, you look at the blue jackets history. They just have a history. There is no leaks. You, when they make a move, you find out the day it happens, and that's it. They're, yeah. you know, sorry. That, that's that's just how like it with, is. Like with Chinakov, even, yeah. you know? Right, like, right. You look, look at the Blue Jackets history. I'll just name some examples here. No one was thinking, minus like the Blue Jackets, that they were going to go out and get sod. But they went out and got sod. Nobody minus the Blue Jackets is thinking that they're going to pick Dubois over Paul Yarby. Nobody is thinking minus the Blue Jackets that they're going to go use Saad to go get Panarin. Nobody <laughs> besides the Blue Jackets is thinking that they're going to go get Duchesne. Nobody besides the Blue Jackets is thinking they're going to go out and get Nyquist. Nobody besides the Blue Jackets is thinking that they're going to go and get Patrick Line and Jack Ross. No one Ever. besides the Blue Jackets is thinking that they're going to get Yegor Chinakov and so on and so forth. You can go down yeah. the list. There is multiple examples of this. And it's and all the, been under lock and key. Like, lock and what, key. I, you just don't hear about it until it happens. Then you're like, whoa, okay, Yarma. Right. Like, I'm trusting you. But like, right. okay, Yarma, wild, you know, never right. let them know your next move, right? Right. So then that's the thing. You can go down the list and there are tons of examples where the Blue Jackets do this. So this yeah. is not so that's why I think that to you know he, my opinion he's probably pissed at this because somehow this this thing got out and probably the Maple Leafs allegedly that probably screwed with them. So there's yeah. you know uh so there's that. And even if it's not true, this even if this Mike Babcock thing is not true, this coming out, leaking out like this had has screwed them because now it probably could have potentially ruined any other coaching 
guy that they may have wanted to get because yeah. they hear that Babcock is supposedly the coach, and then it kind of screws with that. If he is the coach, then so be it. I also think of this is that I, to a certain degree, I understand that people don't like the behavior stuff. But if yeah, you, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that real quick. Like, let's talk about the whole um, like speculation around him. I'll get into some, some stats, some hard stats, real soon. But continue. Yeah. Sorry. So I get it. some people don't like the behavior thing. I understand that. There's something to consider here. Number one, there's a video going around on Twitter. It's an interview from him in 2021 where he gets asked point blank about all this stuff. And he basically says that yeah, I shouldn't have done it, basically. Yeah. And, you know, he, you know, the mental health thing, he's going to do better about that. And it should have been all this other stuff. And he, you know, there's that. Also, this say to a certain degree, some of you people, you are just uh ridiculous you're taking it too far because you said the same shit about to a certain degree the same shit when the blue jackets got john tortorella oh he's this he's that right. he's a meanie he's blah 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 well and tortorella is a certified kind of he's he's a dick yeah people there's no getting around that but he was our right. dick wait yes that sounded weird sorry but you know what i mean like yes fighting yes before. and you know what people said all those things about torts and then Yes. Well, we got Matt joining us right here as we're just talking about Mike Babcock. Uh, we're going over some of the. Um, you said you said all that people said all those things about John Tortorella. He's a meanie. He's this. He's that. Well, you know what? Turns out he was the greatest coach in the Three, four straight trips to the playoffs, two playoff series wins, hundred eight points, hundred eight point season, fifty wins. Jack Adams award winner, the whole bit. Is that a helicopter right here, Matt? Uh, some car driving by. Oh, right on. <laughs> the whole thing. And then Mike Babcock. He's a similar guy like John Tortorella. Yes, he's not going to put up with people's bullshit. He can be kind of rude sometimes. But you know what? He is a proven winner, a proven results guy. Yeah. He's won. I'll Stan- get that soon. He's won, Stan- he's won a Stanley Cup. He's won gold medals, whether it be at the World Juniors, the Olympics, World Hockey Championship. He has a history of developing players. That's what the Blue Jackets need. They need a guy who can help develop players and a guy that will hold people accountable. That's what they need. And my bad comment, if this is true, is that guy. Well, so, Matt, as you're joining us, I know you I, I know you might not be able to uh, join us for, like, too, like fairly long. Um, do you have any thoughts on, on Babcock? I know, like, you've, uh, you were one of the people, I think, that broke the news to me about it. Um, yeah, not you know, really. It, we'll just see where it goes. Yeah, that's kind of it's kind of my thinking behind it too. Like, like, like Kevin said with Tortorella. I mean, yeah, we all know that he can be toxic, but when it came down to it, he was still able to develop us further and and, and actually and, and be a solid coach. You know, um, so here's a couple uh, stats about Mike Babcock real quick. Mike Babcock is. 60 years old this year. Um, he last coached three and a half years ago in the 2019-2020 season. He only coached for 23 games of that season. Mike Babcock has coached, uh, sorry here, uh, 17 years. Wait, 
1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. He's coached 17 seasons. Well, maybe not full seasons. Two aren't full seasons. 17 seasons, 17 in the NHL. And out of those 17, he's only been under 500 three times. One time was his second year with uh, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim back in 2003. Um, another time was his first year with Toronto. Um, they finished eighth in the division. And then the third time was the last year at Toronto when he coached 23 games. And this says 23 games, but it only puts him as nine wins, 10 losses. So I'm unsure of that. So three out of three years, Mike Babcock has had under 500. That means he's had winning seasons. And let's look at this real quick. Um, He's finished second with uh, Mighty Ducks, first with Detroit four years in a row, and then second with Detroit, and then first again. He's fin- so this is in the divisions, right? Um, and and uh, you know he's won the Western Conference Finals. Uh, he's won a Stanley Cup in 2007 with the Detroit. The next year, uh, winning the finals then too. Uh, he's been third place. Uh, two, four, six, eight times. Uh, the worst he's ever been was eighth place with Toronto in 2015. Just some things to think about. This is actually how good of a coach this guy is. He's taken th- uh, three different teams um, and, and made them into something that is like, it's, it's quality, you know? I'm Mighty Ducks, you know, back in 2002, uh, absolutely great team. Detroit, uh, you know, for years Detroit was a was a like a baller team, dude. They were when he coached there, the worst they ever finished was fourth. That was one time, and they were still well over five hundred. Was so, he at a stage in his career where he was sought after? Um, I would imagine when he was with Detroit, because he went immediately from Detroit to Toronto. There was no gap year, you know. As there's going to be, I mean, after year. Toronto, um. There was a few things. Uh, so one, that's when a lot of like the whole toxicity news came out about him. Um, but then two, um, he, as we talked about a little bit earlier, I think he had like a no compete clause in his contract, and Toronto was holding that contract until the end of I think this month of June. Yeah. So even if he had wanted to coach through those years, um, Toronto would have not allowed anyone to buy out that contract because they, there's only a month left in the contract and. They still won't let the Blue Jackets buy it out just to be just to be difficult. I think, I don't know. So yes, sought after. Yeah, I would say so. Um. So like you know, as toxicity aside, and also that's one thing that because it's been so public for so long, I think he'll be fine with it here. You know, it, it, it's been so public so long. Like he's. He's probably learned from that, if anything. And that's like, another thing I want to say is that this whole, you know, when John Tortola got the job, this is my opinion on this, but I think he realized that you cannot, that this was probably, at that, I mean, obviously he's the coach for the Flyers now. But at that point in time, my thinking was, he, in my opinion, he probably thought that the job with the Blue Jackets was probably his last shot at coaching with the Blue Jackets. So at that point in time, you can't do some of the stuff that you've done in the past. Yeah. You kind of have to change it up a bit. And to Torts' credit, as he got older, he kind of softened up, softened up, 
and was yeah. not as big of an issue. And my suspicion is that's probably probably gonna be a similar thing with Mike Babcock because he probably, in my opinion, he's probably, sixty. He's sixty, and yeah. in my in my opinion, he probably realizes. Oh, bye, Matt. Um, everyone. Um, he, but in my, but in my opinion, Babcock probably realizes that this is probably your last shot at getting a coaching job. Yeah. In the NHL, so you can't really do the stuff that you used to do. You need to just settle it down. And my again, I don't know if he did or not, but my suspicion is is that he probably, being all this away time from coaching, probably toned it down a bit. And yeah. learn that you can't. You can. Some of that stuff is okay, but some of that stuff is not okay. And well, and better. And this might actually um, even be, if we really think about it. You talk. We talked about you know possibly Babcock's last shot. This also might be Yarmo's last shot. Right. If it goes really well this year, I think he'll continue to be GM. If it's, um, if. If it's like last year, by uh, even close to last year, I don't think we're going to see him again. Um, not that I think he's a bad GM. It's just, it's just the, the stats are the stats, and and they're they're can't you can't run away from them. It is what it is. Either you're good or you're not, you know. Um, and, and last year was not good. So very interesting things surrounding Babcock. I mean. Um, is he my was he my most favorite candidate I heard being uh, interviewed? No, not really. Um, is he the absolute bottom of the barrel worst? Also, no. Um, you know, I I personally look looking at his stats and that he's never been below. Uh, he's only been below five hundred on his uh the you know the points percentage is what I mean by below five hundred, right? Yeah. Um, he's never been below five hundred uh, uh, except for three times in his career and and. Uh, one of those seasons was his first year at a team, and the other season one was he didn't even play, he only did like 20, 20 games. So, and you know, another thing I have to you know I said this to you before the show started, and I'll say it right now, which is I have to you know question some of these people and call them out. Which is some of you people are like, "Yay, Joe Quinville! Oh my God, I like him! I want him to be the coach for the Blue Jackets." But yet, then you turn around. At the possibility of the news that Mike Babcock, Babcock is most likely the coach of the Blue Jackets, and you go, "Oh my God, no! He's yeah. so mean. He's this. He's that. No, 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 no! We can't have that." But yay, Joe Quenville! Yay! <laughs> yeah, yay! Dude, uh, I would personally, I take Babcock over Quenville any day. And like they're both, they're both, they're both good coaches. And guess you'd want them to have you coach your team. But if you really want to play this morality game, I question you because you. It's hard for me to take you seriously when yeah. you're like, "Yay, Joe Quinville, yay!" And then, but then you go, "No, Mike Babcock, boom! No, he's a meanie." They both have no. a little bit of baggage, you know. They both have a little bit of history, but uh, in my opinion, one is, one is equally one was one is one, is one thing is not bad. like the other. One right. thing is not right. like the other. Uh, helping um, or ignoring possible, you know, essay uh, accusations compared to guys. <laughs> Like one helped cover up something that was against the law. Anyway, we'll not delve too far into that here. 
Um, maybe someday. I, I'm, 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 just, I'm just saying. I'm just but yeah, no, I, 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 def, I, I would agree with you. Uh, <laughs> you know, just, come just, on now, people. I get it. Not even reinstated yet. So you're right. There's that. Even if you wanted them, you couldn't because you're not reinstated. But yeah. point being is, I just have to look at you, you people, funny when you're like, oh, I can't do, you know, Mike Babcock because he's so mean and you know, behavior and shit. And then you're like, uh, but hey, that Joe Quenville guy over there, I want him to be my coach. And you know, even though his, you know, alleged behavior is way worse than Mike Babcock could even come close to, but you know what? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. Right. That's so basically uh, as far as it goes, like all that, that's my thoughts on uh, on Babcock. Like, like, was he top of my favorite list? No. Am I accepting of him as a coach? Well, and keep in mind, it's possible that he won't be. It's so many places have confirmed it. Toronto, you know, may have given it given a little bit of a secret away or whatever. But like, yeah, when it when it comes down to it, there is not a contract signed. So, no, yeah. I mean, he probably has a job, in my opinion, from what I've heard, but it's possible not. So um, another like so something interesting, too. I mean, you know, uh, uh, we'll cover this really, really quick. I want to do the ad read here and then we'll talk more about some other stuff. Um, Pascal Vincent had an interview what, with the Flames. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, you know, it, I really think they should do what they can to, to to retain him in case you know the whole Babcock thing just goes really downhill, and then we have our answer right there. I've heard people bring up the idea on Twitter that, and even some people within like uh, Blue Jackets media and whatnot to a certain degree, which is you keep if Babcock is your guy and that's a, and if that's officially true, then maybe some people suggest that Babcock the head coach and have Pascal Vincent as the assistant coach. And then if in the event that Mike Babcock isn't there anymore, you could pull him up and use that. Yeah. You know, Cause you know, Pascal Vincent was one of my choices. If I had to do it, um, him or Patrick Waugh, another choice I would, yeah, I, I, probably, would have, yeah. I would have picked, but then again, you know, I wasn't exactly behind Mike Babcock, but then I come to think about it and it just makes sense to me is that, they need the Blue Jackets where they currently are. They're kind of in that rebuild, retool phase. They need someone that can help them build up that culture and their standard. With a of what proven they record. With a proven, really? with a pro- they need someone with a proven record, someone that can build up that standard, that culture, and how they played back when they had it under John Tortorella, which is their most success they've ever had. Help them build that up. And they need someone who can show can de- develop players, which Babcock has shown that. If they were in it, you know, and there's some teams that are not like the Blue Jackets, where they are in a different situation, where they are a lot farther away in the rebuild, where they can afford to give someone that's more of the the you know the teacher and not the whole culture sort of thing. They could do that. But they're not in a position to where they yeah. can afford to do that right now for this retool. For sure. So I'm going to run this little uh, little promo. Then I will do the ad read here just shortly after that. So I'll see you all on the other side. Uh, for our audio listeners, so sorry. This is going to this is just a little video that like you know shows who we're partnered with and whatever. But uh, you'll hear some sound effects.
Light the lamp during hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. It was $150, so $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Uh, that's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Uh, in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Uh, in Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age is varied by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. That is code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. So, Thank you to DraftKings for, um, you know, helping sponsor the Hockey Podcast Network, who is our partner and helps us out with many things. Um, some fun things. I was just, uh, you know, hosting uh, last Saturday. I was hosting the game one of the uh, final series of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm also going to be back there for uh, I'm going to try to be back there for game four because game three is tonight. Right. Like right after our episode. Um yeah, because oh, they're up 2-0 on Florida right now, so that's going to be interesting. Um, you know, you know, yeah, we're Blue Jackets fans here, but you know, it's it's the hockey that's on and the playoffs, of course. Why wouldn't you care a little bit? You know, watch a bit. Um, weird playoffs so far, man. The weird finals. I mean, it's just like so, like they went from 90 degree weather in Las Vegas to like 85 and humid in Florida, and like that's just yeah, weird hockey weather. Weird. Uh, so, how it goes. Um, we'll cover this quick because I have a tiny. Well, not quick, but we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk in depth about this here really soon. So, um, as I've titled the episode, "Game Changing Moves," this week's breakdown. Uh, we talked about my uh, Mike Babcock. So, the Columbus Blue Jackets have traded 22nd overall pick, the one that we acquired from LA for uh, the whole Corpy Gavrikov trade dealio. Um, for Ivan Provorov. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple things about Provorov real quick, besides personal opinions. Um, we'll cover that here in just shortly. Um, Provorov is coming from the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, he's uh, a, a talented defenseman. Um, you know, if we look at his stats from this year, um, you know what? Let's talk about our stats afterwards. Let's just talk about the man right now. And and, and some people are not happy about this. Um, and I, I, I kind of get why, but also like not necessarily right. yeah. understand it fully from like a fundamental level. And, he, and, and here's why. Um, I'll preface this by saying, would I personally, if I were on a hockey team, would I personally wear a pride jersey out on the ice for warm-up? Yes. I don't care. You know, I wouldn't care what people thought. I, it's part of the team. Um, it's part of the the whole under the umbrella of your corporation. Like, I would do it. I don't, you know, I don't mind. Um, if I were with a person, now, it's just, I don't even like debating this on the show, but it is what it is. We have to, like, we've got to get past this at some point. If there was a teammate on my team, 
who was religious or or whatever uh, realistically especially someone who's not from the united states uh and they're like hey i i don't agree with that and they just quietly sat out in the back and did their own warm-up um that's fine this is america you have the right you have that right Mm -hmm. to express yourself in ways that you know are are uh, it's whatever it's not it's not legal to like say no right and yeah. um so i get that there's a, a, a you know a group of a fan of the fan population that is really not happy with this i get that um but uh also i mean so think about like making a russian player for you know military night wear like an American army kind of uniform. Right. Um, it happens. And they, they usually, I don't think there's anything, any controversy, but if one of them were like, Hey dude, I can't do that because you know, back home, like it's, they wouldn't like that. Um, fine. Look, mm-hmm. you know, we're not from there. No. there it, things mean totally different things in those countries. And we cannot force someone to conform when right. you are the one doing forcing absolutely forcing someone to conform uh, against something that's something that they believe in, albeit, you know, some people are mad because it's about human rights as, you know, as humans as a whole. I get that as well, but then it's, it's, it's one guy who didn't agree with it. Can we look past it? Like, what's the, I, I mean, like, I don't know, like, we don't see the I mean, thing. Is, like, like I said, I get why the LGBT community would not be happy with that. But also, I really, like, as an American citizen, t- uh, talking about a foreign citizen, I have to say that they have that right. And that just shouldn't damn them and disenfranchise them by expressing themselves mm-hmm. it's just because he has a public platform if he was just some dude yeah it wouldn't matter anyway so that i just wanted to cover that wanted to get that out there as eloquently as i could and and not try to step on anyone's toes or offend anyone because i i see both sides of the issue but can we move on the answer is no, because that's not the world we live in in today's world is because, you know, everyone feels the need to just just, just, just shove that in people's face. Social media gives everyone a voice. Right. And, and you shove it in people's voice, in people's face and be rude about it. Some people are nice about it. But, yeah. honest, but, but you know, honestly, you know, I... Generally speaking, I really don't give two shits about this stuff. You do you. It's your life. Fine. Whatever. But I, but honestly, it's hard for me to take some of these people seriously because you say diversity and inclusion and, you know, love and respect each other. But yet you, you contradict yourself when you turn around and you say, well, sorry, Ovin, Ivan Provroth, not for you. You can't. You said something we don't like. So we're going to be absolutely mean to you. Oh my, you said something you disagree, you know, and for you, 
I think it's great that we live in a world where basically like it's the people in this country, it's like 70 plus percent view gay marriage slash LGBT is like as fine. It's like, who the fuck cares? Like, it doesn't affect me because yeah, right. it I'm does not part of that. Group. And, and for but, years, for years, we, people, we were in a society where that wasn't the case. And to a certain degree, some gays and other were, were not treated very well by some people, including religious people, including yeah. religious people. But then as the time has moved on, you have become to some of those people, you become the bully that you, you become the bully because now you're turning around and you're being mean and you're bullying religious people. That's yeah. just not, it's not good. It's not good either way. It's not good either way. Don't do that. Don't say diversity and inclusion and hockey's for everyone. And then you contradict yourself and you turn around. And you say, oh, sorry, not for you, not for you, not for you, not for you. And, and if you are, this is my opinion, if you are so upset about this, fine, but, you know, no. go touch grass, move on with your life. Because yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's a, one it's, thing I'd recommend if someone is really mad about this to really think yeah. about that. Um, and I understand that other Russian players have have worn the, the pride jerseys as well. Um, but one thing just to understand um, is that he has the freedom of religion. Respect you know? So uh, whether that's a religion you agree with or not, he has the freedom of that. And then, um, another thing is this, this is, you know, some of you people out there, you have this misguided worldview where you think that every country is like America that has like free speech and guns and religion and privacy and the, you know, a constitution and, you know, you know, gay marriage and this whole bit, you are absolutely misguided yeah. because some, there you are think some he's going to live here after he retires. Yeah. You think yeah. so? I No, he's going to probably go back home, right. Yeah. To where his family is and shit. Right. Like, and you are some of you people are absolutely misguided because not every place is like America. And there's some places where they there you there is no free speech or guns or religion or privacy or gay marriage or LGBT or any of this stuff. And Russia is kind of a little sketchy there, very. where you, where you speak out, and then not only you are putting yourself at danger, you're putting your family in suddenly friends. you've jumped off a hotel. Crazy. You're putting your family and friends in danger. And it, people did this with Ovechkin and a bunch of other players. Yeah. And the whole Ukraine-Russia thing started trying to get them to say something so that to use against them. And that was absolutely mean. And it's a similar thing to what you're trying to do with Provorov because someone brought this up as a, as a possibility. And I agree with it is that may this religion thing for him, it may be a legitimate thing. Or it could just be a thing where he's just doing it because he knows that he's got, he probably still has family and friends in Russia. And if he comes out in support of it, they're coming after him and they're coming after yeah. his family and friends. And you don't want that because we, as people that live in America, we don't have to think about that. Who can, We say something, who cares? We move on with our life. No one's coming after our family or friends, but, no, but people from like Russia and a bunch of other places, they have to worry about that. Yep. And so that's, you know, whatever. So I'll say on that. But as terms of the player itself, 
I like it because he has shown he can be a good defenseman, yeah. a good first line, second line defenseman. Can I finish on top that, of that, on that top topic of that, real quick, real quick? I want to finish this here and then I'll get to you. Yeah, no, you're on cool. Top, you're just leading into something I want to talk about after this. He's a good, he's a good first line, second line defenseman. The Blue Jackets need that. They need help defensively. On top of that, it's only a two-year contract. That's perfect where the Blue Jackets are because they need someone as a stopgap to fill in the spots until guys like Juracek, Sposal, Kulamans, yeah, well, you know, and Matejchuk, and all these guys are ready. Their top, you know, their top prospects are ready. So that's yeah. why it makes sense to yeah. us. And they don't even pay their whole salary. <laughs> they don't even have to pay the whole salary. So you base to a certain degree, you basically got a good defenseman that can play first line, second line minutes yeah. for cheap, basically. Well, uh, getting ahead of me real quick. Okay, reel back real quick. This is the final thing I'm going to say on the subject, and we're probably going to drop it here from here on out. Right. Uh, at the Brew Jackets. The final thing I want, want to say is um, if you disagree with us, if you disagree with Ivan Provorov, if you disagree with the NHL, you have every right to. It's your right as an American. You can voice your opinion as much as you want. I know I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you can't. Um, but then also, it goes the, both ways. It goes both ways, and and so people, it 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 goes both ways. Is all I wanted to say. And so, let's move on from it. Yeah, and not. Broach it anyway. You mentioned uh, he's a defensive player, and we're getting someone instead of like a, a 22nd first round draft pick that might be good. We're getting someone with a proven track record yet yet again, like same with Babcock, proven track record. Um, you mentioned not having to wait for your check and all those guys, and possibly even like a third round, our third round pick yet, too. Yeah, you know, um. <laughs> So, if I interrupted you, continue on from where you were. You were talking about how you could, uh, like, you don't having to wait for them Maybe. and um, whatnot. So, the basic thing I was getting at, as I said earlier in the show, is that it makes sense because, one, the Blue Jackets, they need help defensively. And Ivan Provorov can do that. He's a guy that's shown he can be good, especially a first-line, second-line guy. He's shown that he can be good on offense, power play. He's more of a defensive guy, but he's shown that he can do the offense and the power play. That's a big bonus. On top of that, he's got two years on his contract, and that's perfect for where the Blue Jackets are because they're still in that you know rebuild, retool phase. Yeah, they're slowly transitioning out of it, but they're still there to win now phase. <laughs> yeah, kind of, and they're still there. And now Provorov is a good placeholder. For two years until guys, their top defenseman prospects, like a year of check, like a Sposal, like a Kulamans, and, you know, Matechuk and Bum Bum Bum, a Bernie, and so on and so forth, until those guys are fully ready to take that spot 100%, Provorov is there to be a placekeeper for there. And yeah. since he's he's been in the league for a bit now, even if those some of those guys do play with the Blue Jackets, he's going to be a good veteran experience to teach him how to do some things because you know he's been in the league. He you know he knows a thing or two. And interesting, yeah. here's another interesting thing. Back in 2015, I when he got picked by the Flyers, oh, I was going to bring this up. Uh, 
uh, you probably know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing stuff like the draft previews. A lot of the experts were saying that they thought that the Blue Jackets were going to get Ivan Proveroff. Yep. It, it, it didn't happen because he went with the number seven pick. And, yep. one, and one pick later, the Blue Jackets with the eighth pick picked Zach Wierenski. You won only Zach Wierenski. So they were next to each other, seventh and eighth pick in 2015. Right. So, if, you know, they, so with the eighth pick, they get Zach Wierenski. Interesting enough, he wears number eight, kind of how that works out. <laughs> and so, yeah. so years ago, it was thought, oh, maybe the Blue Jackets will get Ivan Provoff. They did it, but it all works out. It all comes full circle. And now they have both Provoff and Zach Wierenski. A similar yeah. thing happened years ago when basically Yarmo came out and said that he wanted Patrick Line in the draft, but he wasn't able oh, to yeah. but he wasn't able to get him. So they got Dubois, not a bad player either. But it's all come for his full circle is that he was able to get Line in the end, not in the draft, but he got him in a trade. So two situations with the Blue Jackets where they could have gotten someone, but they didn't, but then they eventually do because it all comes together. Yeah, dude, this this year for the draft was nuts, too. And I just want to bring it up, too, because part of why they went seventh and eighth is because who they had ahead of them. You know, here we have Connor McDavid, number one, Jack Eichel, uh, Dylan Strome, you know, who good player. He's never been an all star or anything, but uh, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's a center. Uh, and then in this one, the player who was so um, bothered <laughs> by Babcock for good reason, uh, Mitch Marner. Uh, I understand. I totally understand, like why he it was mad at Babcock, but also, you know, they, they it's, it they've they've talked it out. Yeah. So, uh, just some interesting people. Uh, so right after Wierenski was Timo Meyer and Miko Rantanen. Then, uh, so just crazy a draft that year, and they were drafted next to each other at seventh and eighth. It could have just as easily gone um, the the other way, and we could have got Provorov. They could have got Wierenski. We'd be living in a different different time right now. Uh, I thought that was pretty a uh, very interesting fact too. Um, so real quick, some stats on Provorov. Uh, so this last year he played in Philly. He's played in Philly since he was drafted, much like our one and only Zach Borenski has played only for us. Um, well, uh, monsters too, but whatever. So anyway, um, in his uh, seven years in the NHL, he's played all 82 games uh four times so three times uh elsewise i'm not sure i'm pretty sure probably injury family stuff whatever uh the one year he had 79 games at three minus three so um so he's he's almost played um every single game in five of his seven seasons that's huge especially for the, the blue jackets where injury like is is our middle name this last season um this last season oh by the way Ivan is uh, 26 years old. Uh, he has played 82 games last year. In 82 games, he got six goals, 21 assists. Not bad for a defenseman um, for 27 points. Uh, also, Philadelphia was not not very good this year either. Um, something to also kind of think about a little bit. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. I keep burping. I, I told you all what I just ate a little bit ago. It was uh, very tasty. So, um, yeah, and as far as, like, penalty minutes goes, he doesn't go over the top. Um, out of his whole career, I mean, the most he's ever got is 34 in a season. That's not bad, you know, for because uh, we can look at the Blue Jackets and some of the, you know, some of the defenders this year didn't even get one goal. Um, 
And he is set to, um, let me see if I can find it really quick again. Ivan Provorod, two-year UFA at $4.725 million per year. So that is uh, $725,000 more than Eric Goodbranson. Um, and uh, where is... I'm trying to find Rowenski's. Oh, well, okay, never mind. Rowenski's like 9.9.6 almost. So uh, definitely a big difference in in gap in, in pricing wise there, but um, definitely a, a a proven player. Um, you know, we still haven't re-signed Bernie or Bayreuther, who may end up being a two-way contract anyway. And we'll, we'll talk about a, a new signing yet too, real quick soon. Um, so in my opinion, is Ivan Provorov a going? Going to be uh, a good fit for this team, in my opinion. Yes, defenseman is what we need. Um, someone who's been in the NHL for um, you know seven years, but also young, young enough we can get some good years out of him. Tw- Twenty six years old, um, and uh, I'm I'm personally I'm kind of excited for this. I because I, I, you know they did the big you know the big uh, defenseman signing last year with Good Branson. Um, which then, you know, in turn brought the other the biggest signing. But, um, you know, uh, last year, like, I was stoked to have a just a big guy in there, like good Branson who could fight and, you know, defend the, the young guys. And, and, and Provorov doesn't necessarily have to do that at all, um, but I don't think he'll shy away from anybody wow. either. He's, uh, he seems to be kind of scary. <laughs> He's a bit because, listen, he, listen, the Blue Jackets, the 2020-2020, 2021-2022 season, one of the big issues is that they got pushed around way too easy. And an example that comes to mind is that when the Blue Jackets are in Montreal, Cole Sillinger scores an empty net goal, and he gets absolutely hit, a just dirty hit, and yeah. no one on the Blue Jackets does anything about it. There are other examples of them just getting pushed around and no one real, outside of like Boone Jenner or someone else, no one really does anything about Dude, it. And until this last season, I started seeing Line a bit start to use his size and weight right. for, that, for that reason. Which right. And to. so you cannot ha- – you just cannot do what they did. So that's why they went out and got Matthew Olivier and Eric Branson because you, you need size. You can't let Team C – that you're just not you're going to get bullied and sit there and take it. You just cannot let that happen. And so that's why you get Erica Branson because you need help defensively. He helps that, mm-hmm. and he's a dude that's six five two two twenty. No one's fucking with that. No one. You did so not. Just, you know, this past season, did you see anyone fucking with the Blue Jackets? No, you did not. Oh, you did no, not. and and oh. you saw people shaking their head at, at Good Branson like, no, 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 dude. They're no. saying that no, they're not going to fight him. And he's no, like, because you're not, because because you're not fucking with a dude that's six five two twenty. Yeah. And you know, Matthew Livery, he's you know smaller than Cabranson, but he's a bigger dude too. You're not screwing with. Oh, so was Ty Domi and dude? Let me tell you, <laughs> you're not. You know, you're 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 just not that. And yeah. you know, what? Olivier, a good third line, fourth line guy. Olivier but, is an RFA right now. Yeah, he is. So we'll see and, if they resign that too. I'd be okay with it. And then. Provorov fits into that mold. Similar ideas that the dude's a you know good defense and he's proven they need help defensively. But uh, to quote John Butchergrass, he said on his Twitter page, <laughs> "Beefier, beefy, beefier." In regards to pro, into Provorov, he's a bigger dude. He's gonna not gonna not gonna really gonna put up with some of this stuff. So that adds 
to their size and their toughness that you do need yeah. in today's NHL. A you little know, Provorov might be kind of pushing out then how I look at it is um currently, you know, Bayrou there's twenty nine and he's a UFA right now. So I think that either Bernie or Bayrou there might not see a signing this year uh, maybe maybe they might go with Vonser. so he's got to be pushing out one of them um you know because i don't think it's going to be jake bean simply because um the the salaries i mean he's got 2.3 million cap uh you know i just see him being on the regular team um blankenberg has another uh um another small contract out there hopefully um I'm interested to see how it's going to work out with Babcock with Blankenberg. Um, I hope he can uh, get him to utilize his strengths in a healthy way. Right. And I'd love to see, you know, Nick, um, he almost plays like he has a chip on his shoulder already, but I would like to see him play aggressive and intense without hurting himself. Maybe they'll figure it out this year. That's the thing. Yeah. If- yeah, I don't know. Maybe Brad Larson and Pascal Vince and all those guys. Maybe they talked to him about it about settling him down. Yeah, if they, if they didn't, that's one of the things I've been thinking about. Is you know how Mike Babcock and whoever he picks to be the assistant and the coaches, just to get him to say, "Hey, kid, we like how you play. We like your style. Your no, your balls to the wall, one hundred percent, no quit attitude of style of play. But settle it down just a bit because that same style. We need you." <laughs> And the Blue Jackets saw a similar thing with when they had Josh Anderson is that he played like that way too, yeah. is, you know, a dude with a 100% ball to the wall, never quit attitude, always trying, but that attitude also got him hurt. And so, you know, if they can get Nick Blankenberg to just kind of tone it down and, you know, teach him to learn to pick his spots, yeah. he's going to be okay. And maybe have a little bit better flow of the game because sometimes when he makes those big hits down, you know, he'll get, he'll get stuck in like, and down on the opposite side of the ice for a second. You know what I mean? You make a big hit, you're up against the wall. Maybe you both fall down. If they start countering you, it's behind you now. The play's behind you and you have to start being, and you're the defenseman, you know? Uh, Anyway, so that's another discussion for another time. I'm sure we'll talk more about the Babcock and, um, uh, Provorov trades here, probably, you know, some like next episode, especially as more news and whatever comes out. But uh, a couple of things to finish off tonight's episode. Um, uh, Hayden Christensen, Jacob Christensen, oh. Jacob Christensen, sorry, uh, signed to one year, two way contract at $775,000, two way, meaning that he will be on the Monsters probably for uh, a good portion of that. Um, other than that, I mean, from the, you know, people we send up and down sometimes we have, uh, Joshua Dunn, Trey Fix-Wolanski, Carson Meyer, Yuna Luoto, Justin Richards. They're all either RFAs or UFAs. Um, same with, uh, Marcus Bjork, John Gillies and Michael Hutchinson's are both UFAs. So we'll see if these contracts get, signed yet this uh this summer you know maybe we'll have some more signs by by next week uh or something uh something we can also speculate on next week if there's not more news um we can talk about um some contracts and also um you know what we would pay them uh you know because we're 
you know, like we mentioned though, Provorov, some of his salary is being retained by LA. Yep. For okay, yeah, which is is, is a three way deal. I don't know if I I didn't mention the specifics of the trade earlier, but between Philly, LA, and uh, and the Blue Jackets involving a bunch of random shit. So, anyway, I just want to get that out there. Kevin, is there anything else you'd like to talk about to, tonight? Uh, I got a few minutes left. I do have to get going here soon. Um, uh, so, uh, Zach Wierenski was in Japan. What? Really? He was in Japan. Dude, that's sick. All right. He was, he was in Japan. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Blue Jackets prospect Nikolai Markov, uh, he got a tattoo. Oh, yeah? What'd he get? Do you know? I, I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. Dude, we should do a tattoo review one day. I mean, like as a former tattooist myself, let's I'll, I'll go I'll go through them. I'll I will yeah, I'd love to do that sometime. Anyway. I mean, you're the tattoo guy, so you you're, you'd be better suited than than me. But uh no, um it was a, a video on his Instagram page of Nikolai Markov Blue Jackets prospect getting a tattoo. Mm-hmm. So uh Right on, man. Putting there's, that paycheck to good use. Um, there's that, and uh, Elvis again. We, we this we can only see so much because this only tells some of the story. But seeing Elvis Merzlikin's Instagram page is like you see him like going to the gym and like working out and doing off season workouts and a whole bunch of other stuff. So based off of that, it's not a lot, but based off of that. It seems like he's really taking this seriously. That like this is your shot. Didn't he delete his Twitter because Latvian fans were being rude to him? So he was cheering on Latvia, of course, that's his home country, who he did not choose to play for in the mm-hmm. IIHF World Champion Tournament. Uh, they did the best they've ever done. They got the third place. I don't know even what was being said. I I, I only wow. heard that he deleted it. I have no clue like what they're being mean about or anything. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know that either. Bunch of, so. But um, but you know, it's good to see him taking it seriously. Yeah. What I, you know, um, from what I've seen, um, <clears throat> and uh, so there's that. Oh, and uh, Cole Sillinger and Sean Corrali were at the m- Memorial Tournament. Oh, oh, hey. Thanks for reminding me. Oh God, I almost forgot. Um, Quebec Remparts with our the one and only uh, James Malatesta won the Memorial Cup tournament. Yes. So, one of the Blue Jackets prospects uh, is it's James, right? James uh, James Malatesta um, and his team won. So that's great news to hear. Yes. Anyway. So um, <clears throat> that's. Uh, they were at the yep, so cool. Uh, Boone Jenner's supposed to get is he gonna get married this summer? So oh yeah, congrats. I heard that he was engaged. Um I heard I saw someone on Twitter post something about it, but this is totally 100 percent unconfirmed. I do not know anything about it, but Patrick Line has a girlfriend in Finland. He does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone said something on Twitter about it, and I, I don't even remember what it was. Just <laughs> speculation out there, you know. It's you, you don't you, you see the guys and their and their their significant others a lot, you know. Um, like we've already seen Kent Johnson's uh, girlfriend and like some of the other dudes 
wives and girlfriends. Um, they do have certain events sometimes, but uh, I've never really noticed a line next to somebody except for when that, that Halloween party they had. So yeah, I was got to gossip a little bit, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. So, uh, okay. So that's basically, uh, <clears throat> that I'll have to say in that regard. Um, <laughs> listen, you know, go check out Brew Jackets. Just do it. You know, YouTube, like, share, subscribe, and, you know, the Facebook, the Twitter, and, you know, the Instagram that I started recently. Go check that out. We, we're going to do some fun stuff there. Hell Happy, yeah. Happy Duck is going to do some fun stuff there as yeah. well. So we have some art coming out soon. Go check that out. Go check out the Brew Jackets Instagram and all other social media pages. Go follow us. Go do that. And, um, of course, you know, as always, check out Union Blue Soldiers. Union Blue Soldiers is a fun Blue Jackets-themed group that uh, I have, and it's a lot of fun, and we do a lot of fun events like marches like marches to cheer on Blue Jackets and so much more. So follow us on all social media platforms and check out Union Blue Soldiers. So, yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Hell yeah, brother, as Kevin just said. Uh, you know, make sure you check us out on all socials. If you're, uh, you know, listening to this from Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening from it, if you give us a rating, that'd be awesome. Uh, you know, preferably five stars, but if you think we're one star, that's that's up to you. That's what that's your thought. You're free to express that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching from YouTube. Uh, you know, uh, you're probably already following if you're watching from Twitter, but I don't know. I don't know how that works. Um, and Facebook, hit the like button, do the things, hit all the things, the buttons everywhere they're at. Just, you know, they're there begging to be, but begging to be pushed <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, this has been a Brujex episode, uh, with, uh, Kevin Valentine and myself, Lance at hefty duck on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you want to find me. And thank you for joining us tonight. I feel like I'm missing something. Whatever. We have next week to talk about it. Yep. Um, yeah. And then, uh, oh, yeah. So after the Stanley Cup finals are over, we'll be, we'll be trying to get back to our After Dark series. Um, so stay tuned for future uh, news about that. Otherwise, have yourselves a great week. We'll see you here next Wednesday. Peace.